hello guys, my name is Ebby Rose and welcome back to my podcast. So today's topic <laughs> might just be a little bit triggering, it might just be just a little bit triggering, um, but really, unfortunately, I feel like this is an accurate description of what I'm actually trying to explain. And it's very unfortunate in the sense that, you know, imagine like, first of all, the fitness industry, all of it, we all know it's very, very oversaturated. There's more wrong than right. There's more people saying wrong things than there are people saying right things. And in all of there's a lot of noise. And in all of this, it can be very difficult to even understand, you know, whether you're doing the right things. You know, you might think that you're doing the right things. You know, you may even pay for this privilege, you know, pay for a personal trainer, pay for a plan, pay for a coach, something like that. And this coach might not only be be not helping you, could actually be doing more harm than good. And it's, you know, it's very sad. Um, and I think being in gyms, the amount of nonsense I've seen in gyms around, you know, I guess that's the inspiration for kind of wanting to wanting to talk about this in the first case. Um, so what I, I, I was really thinking about this and I really just said, okay, you know what? Um, 10 points, that's what we're going to do. 10 points, you know, to bear in mind considerations when choosing a PT, going for a program, that kind of thing. When you're deciding to put in your money, your time, your effort into something that somebody else is providing for you. So the first thing I would say, and it's not really about the personal trainer in this sense. The first thing is from your side of things. And following on from my last topic, it's identify your goals okay so there's you can't communicate a goal that doesn't exist you can't communicate clearly what you don't have defined so if you don't know what it is that your goal is or what you're actually trying to achieve you know it makes one finding the right personal trainer for you pretty much very difficult it means you're kind of going in blindly and considering that you know we're putting our coins on the line you know it's a bit of a it's an expensive mistake to be making um, so first of all, identify your goals. And when I say identify your goals, identify your goals and make sure that your goals are realistic. You know, a good goal would be, you know, what well, I would like to be stronger. You know, I would like to, you know, start off lifting. You know, I would like someone to show me how to do this. I would like somebody to design a nutrition plan for me. I would like to improve, improve my endurance. Those are all fairly good goals. They don't have to be very super specific, especially if you're just coming in. Because you're not going to know. You could say, I would like to lose 20 kg in one week. Doesn't mean that's going to happen. You know, short of cutting off a limb, like, doesn't mean that's going to happen. It doesn't have to be super specific. But, you know, you have to have a general idea of what it is that you're trying to achieve from getting a personal trainer. And what you do actually need to, you know, what you need in order to achieve this goal. And then, so let's assume that you've identified your fitness, your health, your diet related goals. And you've decided, you know what, a personal trainer or program or some advice from someone more more um, of an expert than you would be useful, then you now have to go to the second thing, which is choosing the right personal trainer for your goal. And the best way of explaining this, you know, and it's unfortunately something that I, I think I've noticed a lot, you know, if I'm a powerlifter, so um, a lot of my focus is I want to lift progressively heavier weights over time, specifically the three lifts, Okay. Now, if I have a coach and this coach is, you know, he's competed, you know, he coaches powerlifters and I'm raving about how this coach has helped me so much and all of that doesn't mean that that coach could be very pricey and that coach could be an expert in his field. But if your goal doesn't have to do with powerlifting or if your goal might be you want to have a better body composition, that personal trainer, even though that personal trainer is good, is not good for you. 
And that's something, you know, a lot of the times I see um, people simply just choosing personal trainers that don't work for them. And it doesn't have to be quite that, um, you know, extreme. It could just be that, you know, the way in which a personal trainer is used to working isn't the way for you. Like, so some personal trainers might be used to working with bodybuilders. And from my experience of kind of being around bodybuilders, they have no problem going weeks or months on end, basically living off of broccoli and fish. Um, if that is not you, and if you know that you probably wouldn't stick to something like that, that personal trainer isn't the one for you. That nutritionist isn't the one for you. Um, the third thing I'm going to say on this is to audition your personal trainer. Um, and this one sounds a bit weird, but remember, you're paying that you're actually paying them for the service. So you need to make sure that, you know, you're speaking to your personal trainer, you're getting a general idea of, you know, what that personal trainer's experience is. And it really helps you to fulfill the second thing, which is to make sure that the personal trainer is right for your goals. So you need to be speaking to your personal trainer. You need to be asking questions. And even more importantly, they need to be asking about your history. This is something that I don't, I feel like everything is so fast paced. And especially when you start having things you know, programs that are not very specific, people just kind of assign things or assign programs, assign nutrition plans to people without really doing much background. And, you know, it might not make, you know, best case scenario basically doesn't really help you. Worst case scenario can be contraindicated. So in the sense that if somebody has an issue of maybe knee issues, there are certain things, say someone had a history of knee issues, maybe a program that had people jumping about all the time would not be would not be would not be advi advisable for you it might be too risky for you you could probably get the same benefits with something less risky but if they haven't even taken the time to listen to it um how would they know this um so realistically especially if you're coming into an in-person setting with a personal trainer if they're not listening to you if they don't listen to how you feel listen to your history cancel them like just remove them you know, um, the fourth fourth thing I'm going to mention is that they should practice what they teach. Um, but you also have to remember in this that context is key. So, for instance, I think the best example on this one I could give you is imagine, imagine if I, I had the choice between two personal trainers now. One of them was perhaps holding a little bit of body fat, you know, a little bit more body fat. Didn't look like the typical, you know, fit, you know, personal trainer I expected. And I had another one who was, you know, ripped and you know had done bodybuilding competitions and everything you know so objectively i'll look at them and go oh of course choose the bodybuilding one he's fitter he must know what he's doing but then if i then went and looked in context and said that okay you know the first person trainer actually has lost something like 40 kg in the last year if my goal is weight loss that person trainer is better for me you know so you can't just look at things objectively. You can, you, I mean, you don't, you can't just look at things that, you know, at face value. You have to actually look at, you know, the general context of it. Um, the fifth one, and I think it's becoming more and more, more relevant in, you know, the Instagram world is nice physique doesn't mean that they know what they are doing. Again, context. Just because a girl has nice bum doesn't mean she got it doing squats. Even if she did, doesn't mean that, you know, she's going to help you get to your goals. You know, and this one I see a lot, like, you know, people will, people will start selling, you know, person glute building um, programs when they're only lifting 10 kg or 20 kg. And it's really like, no, you really that, that you really didn't get that from from gym. Like, you know, all power to you have a good body, you know, and I wish I was you. But that 
that person's body or that person's genetics, you're not going to get that genetic or get whatever made them get have that body from their program that they're selling you and they're negating to basically explain how they have got into there. Um, so you really have to bear that in mind. The sixth one, and this one is a, <laughs> this one is a particular, this one's horrible. This one's horrible. Cookie, cookie cutter diets, okay? So for instance, if you have a lot of weight to lose, any personal trainer who is putting you on a 1200 calorie diet doesn't know what they're doing and doesn't like you. And this one is, it's a fast track way to screw up people's metabolism, if I'm really, really honest. And it, it, basically a lot of people's metabolism that have been screwed up is basically because of this. So if you're very overweight, your BMR, so your basic metabolic rate is very high, or it's going to be higher than average, which means, and things like, so even your general expend, expenditure, so your TDEE would also be quite higher. You have no business going to a 1200 calorie diet. You can lose weight, quite frankly, on a 2000 calorie diet, you know, if you're, if you're, if, if you have enough weight to lose, it's because a lot of people coming into this are eating a lot. So the goal is to reduce. The goal isn't to put people on ridiculous diets that they can't stick to and will screw up their metabolism very quickly. So two scenarios here. One, if you genuinely, you know, cannot lose weight on anything more than that, your metabolism is already messed up. The last thing you need to be doing is to be reducing it further. What you actually need to be doing is something called reverse dieting, which is a little bit more complex and, you know, it's not as glamorous and it's not as, you know, fun. You know, it's very slow, but you need a personal trainer who will actually sit down and tell you, listen, you're, you've reached a point so you actually need to, we need to change it up. Most of the time, people don't actually need that. But if you, so what tends to happen is that if you put somebody on 1200 calorie diets and they don't need it, the body is very good at adapting. And sometimes, you know, when they have these training programs, they will put people on 1200 calorie diets and they will have them doing a lot of cardio and your body will adapt to it. And this is the whole where the myth of starvation mode, I'm still unclear about what, you know, whether I actually believe in the whole starvation mode thing, but then your body adapts and then you stop, you, you know, you lose a bit of weight and then you stop losing weight. What next? At this point, your personal trainer will either tell you, you know, you're not doing enough and you will get frustrated and very, very likely what you might actually end up doing is starting to overeat again. So now you now have a messed up metabolism, which you now have a messed up metabolism where you're, you're maintaining weight at a lower calorie. You are now overeating because you're upset and then you're wondering why you're going to gain weight fast fast faster than what is normal you know and you're going to be miserable and this is the whole you know yo-yo dieting why people seem to be progressively going on, on more and more diets and progressively getting bigger you know it's very very sad so for, so really on this one year that 1200 calorie diet was created as a baseline for small slash average girls it wasn't created for overweight people or people you know who who are who have a little bit more body fat to lose don't listen to the goal really in all of this and the goal in any diet plan is to eat as much and move as little as possible to sustain weight loss that's what we're supposed to be trying to do because if you have a higher if you're doing that at a higher set point when it stops working you have room to go down without killing yourself like you actually have a lot of room to go down um so the next point i'm going to say 
I'm reading, I guess it's tying on quite nicely. Ridiculous amounts of exercises, ridiculously complex exercises. We don't need, we don't need to do exercises that, you know, have me doing acrobatics and all of that, you know, let's keep it simple. Especially if you don't, if you're not really sure what you're doing, some of the training like programs or some of the exercises that some personal trainers recommend, I don't know what they're doing. Sometimes I don't know what they're doing. It's not really necessary, especially if you are a newbie, not necessary. Um, the eighth one, and this one is so common, personal trainers that don't know how to do the exercises that they recommend it. And the one I see the most is I see personal trainers who can't squats and giving, especially for girls. Okay. I'm, I think this is less so with boys, but I could be wrong, especially for girls. I cannot count how many times I have seen personal trainers who can't do the movement. They, I'm just like, and this is where the whole um, blind leading the blind comes from. Because I'm just like, who's who's leading who? Like, I don't understand what's going on here, you know. And then the the, the clients will then proceed to do the to it wrongly, and rather, and the thing is that everyone starts from somewhere. So you know, it might be the case that you know you're doing it wrongly, and your personal trainer is still telling you to keep trying. But then what I didn't see on this here is you now see personal trainers who clearly don't understand movement dynamics and they will keep on adding weights onto the bar and the form will progressively go from bad to worse to worse to dangerous. It's irresponsible. Like it's it's just irresponsible at this point. And they do it a lot. So one big one I see is people who, you know, teaching how to deadlift with running shoes, which is, you know, if coming from like a powerlifting point of view, it's very difficult to do. You're basically fighting an uphill battle and it's so common. Just awful, awful, awful. Like it's awful. And then sometimes I literally just, I'm just looking at the clients and I'm just like, this person is fast tracking themselves to injury and they're paying for this lovely privilege. And it's so, you know, it's so sad, like to be honest. Um, and I think to me as that really um, goes, yeah, it's very sad. The ninth thing I'm going to mention is a personal trainer who isn't passionate about, you know, change, who isn't passionate about you. Um, and this one is fairly clear to see. Um, you know, a personal trainer should be adaptable. They should be changing things. They should be, you know, if you're, especially if you're paying for like an in-person um, um, training service, they should be asking how you're feeling. They should be adapting things. So if you say, you know, I didn't really get on well this, get on well this week. Why didn't you get on well this week? You know, it's not just a one session thing. And that's where people don't understand why why you're supposed to pay so much for a personal trainer. You're not paying for that hour. You're paying for, you know, the back and forths. They're supposed to, if you say, you know, I didn't particularly like this, you know, I wish I could have done this. They're supposed to adjust to you. They're supposed to be passionate about you succeeding. And unfortunately, a lot of people get into, you know, the fitness industry for the wrong reasons and they're not passionate about it. And it's very, very clear to see. And then the final thing I'm going to say on this again um, is a personal trainer that is only focused on very um, singular goals or focused on very, um, I'm going to say shallow things. So focused on, I understand if you come in and say you want to lose weight, fair enough. Okay. You know, you should be looking at the skills, but that's not the only focus. You know, the focus should be on things like body composition. The focus should be about, you know, improving your health. You know, if, you know, small goes like, oh, I was able to walk up the stairs without, without, you know, being out of breath. Those small goals, they should be more measures of success than just did the number go down. And unfortunately, and I, I guess to be honest, it's kind of, um, 
from the client side of things where people want fast results, people are so focused on very short term goals and those short term goals. Unfortunately, if you're focused on short term goals, you're almost likely going to end up back where you started or worse off, you know, in the very, very near future. Uh, so I think that's that's it. For if you can think of anything else that I haven't mentioned, let me know. Uh, I hope this came out a little bit like a rant. I feel like this one is something I'm fairly passionate about. Um, it upsets me a lot, a lot. Um, so I think, I hope this didn't come out too much of a rant. So I guess I'm, I'm going to sign out now. <laughs> uh, until the next time um, I've been your, is it host? Listen, I'm, I'm learning, okay? Kisses and I will see you in the next episode.